One, two, one, two. Mic check. What is this? This is the ZK podcast. Um, it's not gonna be very long. We got a, we got some football coming up this weekend. This should be exciting. Um, football. You know, this is usually the time where it's kind of hard to find headlines. Uh, we're going through the baseball stretch, the hot dog days of baseball, and the tr- and the trade deadline. Teams are trying to get. Full up their bullpens to get to make a World Series run possibly. Um, then you know with the NFL we have training camp guys sitting sitting out, trying to reach new deals or get new contracts. Um, and we'll start with that. And we're gonna start. I mean, once again, we're gonna start with Zeke. Uh, so we, it was reported that Zeke is in Cabo. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when Zeke was suspended. Uh, for those six games two years ago, or a year last, the season before last, um, he had gone to Cabo. Um, I don't necessarily agree with this move. This, I think it's bad for the optics. It doesn't show. It, I mean, like once again, this is another. This is another just another example of Zeke's immaturity. Um, it doesn't really show the matureness. Uh, I'm not so sure if his agent really understands what's going on or what. What what is at stake? Um, Jerry Jones in an interview made it clear that we're gonna listen to in a in a little while. He made it very clear that you don't necessarily need a rushing leader to win a Super Bowl title, and I completely agree. You don't need a rushing leader to win a Super Bowl title, and you don't you don't need a well paid running back to win a Super Bowl title. Usually, those two things don't go hand in hand. I can give you 10 years of examples where it didn't go hand in hand where you where the team had the rush the league's the league's leading rusher or they they overpaid and gave their running back big money it doesn't work out it does not work it never it, it rarely works out yeah the Rams paid Todd Gurley last year but Todd Gurley was hurt he couldn't fit he, he barely played an NFC championship game wasn't himself and he barely played in the Super Bowl and clearly wasn't himself. We had people asking, wondering, questioning, why does Todd Gurley look like this? So it, it's just a key. It's just a key example of why and how this paying running backs thing, big, especially big dollars, doesn't do not work. I always say, if I'm going to build a team, I'm building from the inside out. I want I want first I mean of course of course you want your franchise quarterback but I want to I want to pay my office alignment because my office alignment if I have a good old line if I have a good foundation usually when you're building a house you don't start from you don't build the house from the first part you don't put in the house is the roof you don't build the roof the roof is at the top you have you use to build a house you usually have strong foundation so if I'm going to build a roster, if I'm building an NFL team, I'm going to start with a strong foundation, a strong wall. I'm going to have my offense alignment. I'm going to make sure I have my left tackle. I'm going to have both of my tackle positions filled. I'm going to have, I'm going to have good guards. I'm going to build from that inside out. Um, I often say, you know, in receivers, it, since the game is trending or trending near offensively gifted players, I don't mind paying a receiver here and there when they're spectacular, but 
I I love I think the way to build I think the best way to build the team like this ins, inside out I build and start from my offensive line and my quarterback I need I want me a franchise quarterback and then I want me a great offensive line if I have a great offensive line I can put I'm not gonna say any running back back there but I can put an average running back and he is still do the job he is still be productive. So I want that. Then I I want pass rushers. I want so I my first few pieces that I'm building on my team. I want my franchise quarterback. You can't win this league without a solid franchise guy. Second, I want my offensive line. I want a strong foundation that's going to protect my 10, 15 year franchise guy since I'm paying him max big big money. Then I want somebody that's going to go after the opposing team's quarterback. I want, I want pass rushers. I, I'm going to pay my DN. I'm going to pay the interior. I'm willing to pay those things. I want a lockdown corner. I, I, I think that's, that's near the bottom But because DBs are somewhat, you know, it's good to have one of those. I wouldn't pay big dollars for that, but it's good to have one of those. Then I then I might think about getting me a receiver and then maybe a running back. Running like I, I said it I said it previous podcasts ago. The running back position is like the center position in basketball. It's not needed. It's not needed. I'm I'm just gonna let you hear this interview with Jerry Jones where he, he talks about Dak. And then he's gonna bring up Zeke, and he's gonna bring up his my. I'm he's gonna bring up the point that I made and that I agree with him with, and I think he's right. I usually I, and I'm gonna start before I play this interview or this clip. I usually don't support Jerry Jones and his football decisions and him making football decisions based on the Cowboys or it's on him. I I, I typically don't like that, but in the previous in recent years. He has shifted his focus to, he has shifted his focus where he's, he's given some of that power to his son, Stephen Jones, and he does a good job at drafting a lot of guys. He drafted Vanderish, Jalen Smith. He's drafted most of this whole entire Cowboy roster. All the young core pieces that's on this roster, Stephen Jones have drafted. So I give Stephen Jones a lot of credit. And I didn't like Jerry Jones. I don't particularly like Jerry Jones making football decisions. But he makes a good point right here. And with this Dak and Zeke, he makes a good point right here. Contracts, I can't hear. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Dak, uh, nothing uh, surprises me about his awareness. Uh, he's got that. And... Uh, like for our fans to know that uh, when he came in to visit us before we drafted him, our coaches uh, called him the uh, Pied Piper. Everybody just followed him down the hall. He just had that aura about him. And it's that. It's his awareness. It's his alertness. And uh, that's one of the reasons I think he's had his success, and that's why we're going to uh, extend him. He's going to get a franchise quarterback contract. When did you first realize he's your franchise quarterback? Uh, I think that uh, certainly after the uh, first, his first year, his rookie season. Okay, so you heard a little bit of that, and I know you guys, Gadia, and, and I, I don't think he is, but I know Dak isn't a top ten quarterback. 
I know Dak isn't the most talented guy. I know he's not the quickest guy. I know he don't have the best mechanics. But he wins. So Aaron Rodgers had the best arm in the league. Aaron Rodgers, he, Aaron Rodgers is probably the most talented quarterback in the league. He's probably the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. But, and I'm going to get to this. If you look at Aaron Rodgers in his career, with all of these abilities and his skill set that he has, don't you think he should have more than one Super Bowl title? I think so. I think Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers should have one Super Bowl title. Aaron Rodgers having one Super Bowl title is like LeBron James having one NBA title. <laughs> like, how can you be that talented, that gifted, and have only one NBA title, one Super Bowl title? It don't make sense. But I'm gonna get to that. I, I t- but I totally agree with Jerry Jones on this one. Dak, Dak, Dak is a, he's one of the guys. I, I love his leadership. I always say, he's not the most talented. He's not the most accurate. He, he's not the most gifted. He, he, he probably doesn't have the best mechanics, but he brings leadership. He doesn't get distracted. He doesn't have all the off the field baggage, i.e. Zeke, cough, cough, Zeke, and he wins. Most importantly, who cares if you're not the most talented? If you win, you win. Who cares? Who cares if who cares if you had the highest GPA in high school? Who cares? Do you do your job well? Okay, I don't care. If you had a, I don't care. Dak may not be Dak may not be the most talented. But he he wins. He has the second highest winning percentage since he's entered the league. Only 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 quarterback that has a higher winning percentage than Dak is Tom Brady. He's the only guy that has a higher winning percentage than Tom than than Dak. Check this out. Dak the last S A. One, he had a 71 completion percentage, 278 yards per game, 12 touchdowns to, to three interceptions, and a 103 pass, quarterback passer rating. And against, he did that against four playoff teams. So it wasn't like he was just playing against teams that had, didn't play for nothing. No, these teams were playing for something. For half of these games, and they play four playoff teams. So don't tell me Dak doesn't win. Don't tell me Dak isn't this. Dak isn't that. He isn't worth this. And that you telling me Zeke is worth this, but Zeke has all the fields issues, domestic violence, women issues, car accidents, beating people up, pushing people like he's in Cabo, but. Dak didn't do none of this. Dak's quiet. Don't get distracted. Provides and bring leadership. I mean, look at look 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 at what has transpired since Dak has been a cowboy. Zeke and his mess with domestic violence coming into his first two years. All that mess. Dak had to go through that. Not to mention, hey hey, Dak is a fourth rounder. He gets thrown. He, mind you, when he gets drafted, he's third or fourth on the quarterback on the quarterback depth chart. 
guys get hurt, Tony Romo get hurt, Dak has to step in. Dak's a starter. Dak goes 13 and 3 his rookie year. Jason Witten retires. He had the dance it the dance Bryant issues. I hope you guys didn't forget about that. With Dez Bryant, I hope you guys didn't forget about that. You know, some of the offensive line was a little banged up the last few years. Or has been. They seem, it, 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 hopefully they have a healthy, strong O-line. Sean Lee and his injury problems. Jason Gerd and his coaching future with the Cowboys. All Jerry Jones and his comments with the kneeling situation. Dak has been, he's been at the forefront. He's been a great leader throughout all, all of these things. Throughout all, like, I often say, you, you, you cannot overpay for this. Leadership in a chaotic, in a chaotic position, you sh- displaying that is great. I all, this is why I often say, I give credit to LeBron. Gets drafted, 18 years old, Cleveland, one of the worst rosters in the league. Poor on poor man, poor ownership. That's why I I do not get mad when NBA players say, "Hey, I'm done. I want out of here." Because chaos is chaotic. So Dak, I'm paying Dak. Zeke, I'm not sure. And the Cowboys are clearly sending a message. They signed off of Morris. Jerry Jones and his statement about how Emmitt Smith, you don't need an Emmitt Smith, you don't need a Zeke, a Russian leader, quote-unquote, to win a Super Bowl. You do not. You do not. Who won a Super Bowl last year? The Patriots, right? The Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. The Patriots... They did a running back by committee. The Patriots had the, the, the best trio of running backs in the league. They didn't have a 1,500-yard back. They had a trio of running backs. They had, their running, they had their running back on for a third down. They had their running back for the red zone. They had their pass catching back. You don't need these talented stars. I mean, they're great to have. You know, they're going to they're gonna fill up the seats. They're great to have. The Cowboys have no problem filling up seats, though. The Cowboys have no problem selling tickets. And they won't. Good or bad. Good or bad. Because those fans are just crazy like that. So they're never going to have they're never gonna have a ratings issue. And they're never going to have a problem filling up seats. Those guys are good to have. But you don't need those to win championships. You don't need those to win Super Bowls. So I think it's best for Zeke to come back to training camp, play out this season, let Amari Cooper and Dak and Joe Smith, guys that really haven't seen a big payday. Dak over Dak over the last four years has made two point two point seven million dollars. He's he's only made four hundred thousand dollars guaranteed. I know you guys are like, oh, $400,000 guaranteed. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but in the NFL, that's nothing compared to Zeke. Zeke has made, Zeke has made $20 million already. And, he's talking, and he has two more years left on his deal. And he's talking about an extension? 
That 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 sounds that that doesn't sound like a brotherhood. That doesn't sound self. That, don't, that doesn't sound selfless. That sounds selfish. <laughs> Jalen Smith never seen a big payday. Dak has never seen a big payday. These guys are still playing on rookie contracts. Zeke is on his rookie contract as well, but Zeke was a high for he was a high pick. So he's seen a lump. He has seen a lump sum of money. So I'm not ready to just give up on Dak. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I think Dak is worth it. I think Dak is worth it. You might as well go ahead and play him. Pay him. You you might as well go ahead and pay him. Um, since we're talking about Guys getting paid. Uh, Michael Thomas, star receiver for the Saints. Um, he got paid recently, or just just yesterday, actually. He got paid recently, and this deal. You and this is why I like the NFL. This is some of the reason why I like the NFL because this deal favors every side that the fans. It favors the Saints, and it favors Michael Thomas. It gives his family wealth. It changes his family persona. Because he was playing on a rookie deal. Wasn't making much. So it, it, it changes generations in his family. It helps the Saints financially. And the fans win as well because the Saints are trying to win right now. And he gives them the best chance to do that. As Ju- especially as Drew Brees ages. So, this thing I don't get with the NBA fans. You know, uh, you know, I want to see John Wall get paid. Okay, he gets suck now. The Wizards suck now. But you wanted to see John Wall get paid. You wanted to see John Wall get paid, but the Wizards suck now. John Wall don't have no association with you. John Wall's not going to spend that money on you. You you don't live beside John Wall. I, so I don't get it when fans want their star players to get paid. Yeah, it changes their lives. Yeah, it changes their families' lives and their bloodline for I mean pretty much for years to come. But doesn't help you if fan wise. If I'm speaking from a fan perspective, I want my team, my favorite team, quote unquote. To make the best decision for the team, not a particular player. Because once I mean, because players come and go. Players, you know, these these star players, they come and go. NFL, football, baseball, basketball, they come and go. They come and go. They have a. They, usually, it's it's rare when we see guys like Tom Brady and LeBron James do it for such a long time, and they're still dominant at the age of their dominance. It's it's great. It's spectacular. But usually. A usual, a, 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 a average star has a, that 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 span of about maybe uh, six to nine years where they're spectacular, but after that mark where they their their play starts to the to to this to ah starts to go down and trend down and to piss and to to, to dissipate. Uh, 
uh, you know, I, players come and go. I want, as, my, as a fan, I want my team to do what's best for my team. I want to see my team win for a long time. So I don't get it when I don't get it where fans try to they want this they want to see the star player get paid. I mean, yeah, that's cool and all, that's great. He has his money, that's good. He deserves it. But especially in, in baseball and basketball, <laughs> I feel bad for those fans that are stuck with those contracts where they're trapped. And I talked about this. I talked about this the last podcast. Being economically trapped. Being trapped. You want to be trapped? You want to be trapped? I don't want to be trapped. Well, when you do this, when you sign guys like John Wall and Joey Votto and Bryce Harper, when you sign these guys, Manny Machado, when you sign these guys, you're trapped. I look, I look at, um, I look at the baseball player Joey Votto. Joey Votto is a great hitter. He hits a lot of home runs and so forth. He plays for the Cincinnati Reds. Reds paid him. The Cincinnati Reds pay him all that money. Just by the by the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth year, they're like, we're done. He doesn't. He we we can't do nothing else. We're trapped. We can't go nowhere. We can't even get pitching. We can't afford pitching. We suck. Same thing with the Wizards. They try to hire Masai Ujiri to help to try to help fix their problems that they have right now. They couldn't get him. But you sign John Wall. John Wall's hurt. He tore his Achilles in the shower. What, 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 what type of show was this? So, I mean, great for the Saints. Good for the Saints that they were able to get Michael Thomas on that five-year, $100 million deal. And, yeah, it's a big deal, but he go the gist of it. This is why I love the NFL. So, three of those years are guaranteed and $61 million are guaranteed within three years. So, if, if Michael Thomas, if he gets hurt or if he, uh, you know, if the, if, the, if the production is just not the same, then the Saints can move off of him. They could trade him. They can move off of him. They can move off of him. They don't have to pay him the full $100 million. So, owners are not trapped. This, that's why I think the deal worked out for all of the parties. Michael Thomas and his family, he, get his, he gets his wealth. He gets his share. The Saints feel like they did. They paid him due to his production. He's a great wide receiver in the league. We paid him. He's going to help Drew Brees, and we're trying to win now. And the fans, they're trying to win now as well. The, the fans want to win. Michael Thomas gives the Saints... The best chance to win along with Drew Brees. So, I, I mean, I agree. I love it. But I just don't, I just can't stand where, where fans are like, hey, pay that guy. Pay him. No. Hold up. We got to, let's, let's assess the situation. Let's assess, let's, let, let's assess the situation at hand. I'm not going to just go off the bat and just pay anybody. I'm not this. First, do this guy do this guy add wins to my team when he's on when when he's at his best? Do my team win? Do my team win? This that was my thing with the whole wide receiver thing. I uh, with the wide receivers getting paid and Le'Veon Bell and and um, Melvin Gordon. 
when Tom Brady pl- plays at his best, the Patriots win 90% of their games. When Aaron Rodgers is at his absolute best, and he's absolutely funky out there, the, the Packers win 80% of their games. When DeAndre Hopkins catches or he receives 400 receiving yards, they don't win. The Texans don't win when they when – they, so I, I just try to – I look at it like that. I, I'm just trying to see. I just don't – I just don't like – I just don't like when fans say pay that guy because as a fan – you want to see your team do as well as possible for as long as possible. Not just for a certain player's duration or duration of their career on that team. Even when the player comes and goes, you want to see your, you want to still see your team do well. And it's not like that it's not like you're cahoops with that it's not like you're in cahoops with that athlete. You're not seeing none of that money. That money doesn't benefit you. That money is actually yours that he's taking. But next segment, we're going to move on to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to discuss him, and then we're going to move on to Carson Wentz along with Dak Prescott next segment. Coming back, um, I want to discuss Aaron Rodgers. I talked about it a little bit. So Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think we can all tend to agree that he's probably the the, the best quarterback talent wise we probably ever seen in the league and you know a lot of a, a lot of pronosticators they say they call Aaron Rodgers the bad man he's this he's that we give Aaron Rodgers a lot of love we give Aaron Rodgers a lot of praise and he's pretty good but Aaron Rodgers I, I think we ha- I, I think I, we got to point this out about Aaron Rodgers with his talent his arm strength, his accuracy, the way how he can improvise and make something out of nothing is good. That's great. He, he, he provides us with that highlight real play. Great. But I find it a little unacceptable that Aaron Rodgers, depend, looking, looking at how great he is, and you guys tell me how great he is enough, with only one Super Bowl title. I I find that unacceptable. Has and hasn't returned back to the Super Bowl since 2010, since he's won that Super Bowl title. It's been a long time since Aaron Rodgers have have gone back to the Super Bowl. And yeah, okay. He hasn't always had the had the best defense or the best supporting cast. But it comes a point in time where you have to uplift your team. And take your team to the next level. Because I've seen Aaron Rodgers. And, and Aaron Rodgers have to get over himself as well. He has to. Um, I've seen him fold in some playoff games. I've seen him go cold in some playoff games. Him not being able to stay healthy. He maybe have to modify his game. A little so he can last a lot longer. So, uh, this is no bash on Aaron Rodgers thing. And yeah, Mike McCarthy, you know, and him had, they butted, they started to butt heads. But I'm going to look at Aaron. I want to see how this season goes with the Packers. I, I, and if I'm not mistaken, 
I put the Packers outside my Super Bowl bubble because I don't necessarily like their what they have. Well, their defense is young. I have to see it get better. I want to see what they can do in their in first in their division because they play in a tough division. I see possibly three playoff teams in their division with well, two other playoff teams in their division with the the Bears and the Vikings. Um, I'm not so sure about the Lions, uh, but I don't think they're going to be terrible. I don't think they're going to be piss poor terrible, but I think the Packers and the Bears and the, and the Vikings, I think those are my three possible playoff teams coming out of that division. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the uh, with the new new head coach Matt Lafleur. Um, I'm look. I I I, I got to see what I give him, Aaron Rodgers. But I I just find it unacceptable that he has only one Super Bowl title. Um, I find it unacceptable that he has only one Super Bowl title. It's almost like the equivalent of LeBron James having one NBA title. LeBron James is talented, probably the most talented player we ever seen in the world in our lifetime. But one NBA title, huh? What? We 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 would be looking at LeBron James totally different if he had won any NBA Finals title. So I I I'm gonna look at Aaron Rodgers a little bit different. I think we need to calm down the hype, slow down the hype. Um, I I, I think a fair I think a fair comp is not. I don't think the fair comp is Brady. I think the fair more fair comp is like Roethlisberger. They both try to look for that. That it, that incredible improv they improvise that incredible play where they improvise and they make plays on the on their feet outside the pocket. I think that's more of his comp. They both have leadership issues or qualities. Brady is total opposite. Brady in the pocket most of the time. He takes what the defense gives him. Not really flashy. Leadership qualities. Don't try to. He doesn't blast teammates publicly on the radio station. Or he do like like Ben Roethlisberger do, or he doesn't blast or throw settled shots, passive aggressive shots at teammates when they don't do something like Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I want to see what Aaron Rodgers. It's a, it's a, it's going to be interesting to see what Aaron Rodgers do this year. I want to see what he do. I think, he's, I, and I'm not saying he's been playing bad or he's not that good, but because it's not. I mean, if you look at his numbers, his numbers are great every year. But I'm saying, look past the numbers. Look further than the than just the the gaudy stats and the passing numbers and the touchdowns. Just look past that for a second. Let's look at total impact past numbers. But I want to talk about Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Who has more pressure upon upon them? Um, you know, Dak is trying to get paid. Dak is trying to get the Cowboys to the next level. Dak. Has a both they Dak and Carson Wentz both have talented rosters around them with a lot of good pieces, a lot of I mean a lot of good pieces between the between the Eagles and the Cowboys. There's a lot of talent that these quarterbacks have surrounding them. So I want to see. I I, I think I, in my my answer to this question, um, I think it's Carson Wentz, and I'm going to tell you right here. 
Dak has won a play. He's won. He's been to the playoffs. He's been able to stay healthy. Dak has the highest winning percentage in the NFC and has the second highest winning percentage in the NFL behind Tom Brady since he's entered the league. So Dak, Dak is showing. He's showing me what he can do. He's showing me what he can do. Um, but he do have to take the next level as far as his, as far as him and at him as a quarterback. He does have to take it to the next level. But I, overall, I think Dak has done well for himself. As a fourth rounder, I think he's done well for himself. Now, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, is a, he hasn't shown us that he can stay healthy a full season. And also, a, combina- a combination with that also shows that production in that MVP year, quote-unquote, that he had his second year. He had, he, he, we have to see a combination of... His health and his production, that MVP production that we love or that we see in Carson Wentz. And I, don't, I think Carson Wentz, I think he's more talented than Dak. Um, bigger, got good arm strength, got good, good accuracy. But Dak has won more. Dak has won a playoff game. Dak has, I've seen Dak in the playoffs. I haven't seen a lick of Carson Wentz in the playoffs. i only seen Carson Wentz in regular season games and barely seen him in that. I have to, I have to see... What I'm getting from Carson Wentz. I think there's more to prove. And I think there's more pressure on Carson Wentz. Because he got paid. And now the Eagles got rid of Nick Foles. Which I think was the. Which I I, I agree was the right decision. Because I like Carson Wentz 10 years down the road. But he has to show that he can stay healthy. And with Carson Wentz. I, I, I want to see what he can, what he looks like in the postseason. I haven't got no postseason play from Carson Wentz, so I want to I want to see that. I've seen that from Dak. Dak, when you put him, when you give him good weapons to work with, Mark Cooper, uh, Gallup, the defense. When you give him pieces to work with, I've seen what he can do. Get you to the playoffs, win a playoff game. We got to see what the Cowboys do a little bit more. What they do this year, but Carson Wentz. I have to see him in the postseason. He got paid. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. He got a. He, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. They're going in as many as a, as a lot of people's favorite. So there's a lot of pressure on them, on them, and on just on based on that. But then Carson Wentz has to fulfill and show that he can play. And I'm not saying can't. he got to show us. He got to stay healthy for a full 16 16 game season. So, uh, both quarterbacks are good. It's going to be an interesting race in the NFC East. I think the Giants and the Redskins are paying for third place. I think the Giants are fourth. I'm going to get, I can give you my NFC East standings right now as we speak. Um, and this can change. Like I said, this can be modified, barring any injuries or due to any significant uh, catastrophic injuries. This can be changed and flipped. But I have the Eagles as I have the Eagles winning the NFC East. I think the Eagles are gonna have a good season this year. I think Carson Wentz shows us that he can stay healthy for a full sixteen game season. Uh, I think the Eagles have the best roster in the league. They get their secondary back along with Michael Jenkins. Then they have the O line. Then they have Zach Ertz. I love what they have. Love it. So I think the Eagles win a division at eleven and five or twelve and four. I think the Eagles are really good. I think they're spectacular. The Cowboys, I don't like noise. Noise does not win in this league. The Patriots don't make no noise. They're the, win- they're the winningest team since I've been born. 
the Chiefs don't make noise. They're not noisy. Uh, you know the the the, the Cowboys stuff, and in and in, in it's different basketball because it's like every man for themselves. Guys are just, are just trying to get paid and get their money. But in football in the NFL, there's a certain brotherhood where you know Brady and you know Brady, he takes good care of his offensive linemen because without the offensive linemen, Brady Brady wouldn't be alive. He'd be getting he'd be getting pancaked and sandwiched if it wasn't for his office alignment. So I feel like there's more of a, a bond and a brotherhood within football in the NFL. Now with the Cowboys, it's been a lot of chatter, been a lot of noise, and most of this stuff is just due to Zeke because the guys that are on their contract years are are quiet and they're, they're at training camp, they're not holding out, and they're like, hey, we got to do what we got to do. But I think the Cowboys will still be pretty good because their roster is talented. They got a lot of young guys. A lot of, I love their young core that they have, especially on defense with Vanderish and Jalen Smith leading the lead. Um, so I, I think I, I think they go about 10-6. and six. I think they get to the playoffs. Um, we'll have to see what they do. I can't really predict how many playoff games they win. Um, but I think they get to the playoffs at 10-6, and six, second in the division. Um, third, I have the Redskins. I think the Redskins, they have a good roster. They, have, they The Redskins have had a pretty good roster for the last few years. They just haven't figured out some things. They've been hit with the injury bug uh, a, a lot these last few years. So just getting guys healthy through one season would be a success for the Redskins or for Washington. Um, as that is, a, that is that the Redskins is a use a term that describes Indians and Native Americans. Um, I usually don't like to use that term, Redskin. Uh, so Washington, Washington, you know, it would be good for them to have uh, just a healthy season where important guys don't get hurt. Um, so Washington, I think they're about a seven and nine team, maybe. You know, hopefully they give the the Wayne they give the Wayne Haskins a shot, maybe. Uh, but I think they're a seven and nine team, maybe eight and eight. They got a good, they got a pretty good roster, pretty good defense. Offense is uh, okay. Uh, they having their issues with Trent Williams, but I think they're eight and eight team. And then the Giants, the Giants are piss poor. The Giants going to be awful. The Giants going to be in the top. I think they're going to be in the top ten for drafting. Uh, terrible. They uh, what they're doing. They gave away Odell Beckham. They have Sa- Saquon. I, ho- I just hope Saquon, he- I hope his prime years, his good years, don't go to waste um, because of the Giants' foolishness in, in, in just being able to put a, a good, decent team, a, a decent team around him. Not even a good, not even a good team, a decent team. The Giants are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're, they're going to be horrible. I can't even give you a win. Uh, a, a, they, they probably win three or four games. Three or four games. Eli Manning is not even a top 20 quarterback no more in this league. They should have been moved off of Eli. Um, the Giants, their fan base is getting older and older. They go by that blue collar thing. They don't want too much personality. The Giants, they're, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna stink up the joint this year. They're going to stink up the joint. And, you know. You know, I could be wrong, but I'm not gonna. Be, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be wrong on this. The Giants gonna finish last place in the NFC East. So thank you guys for listening. 
Um, we got some. We got the Hall of Fame game coming up on Sunday. I think that features the Ravens and the Broncos. I can be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think the Ravens and Broncos play in that game. Um, I'm gonna be looking at that. We finally get a, some ta- some taste of football. Uh, I should have brought up college football. That's fine. College football hasn't really started yet, but. And no headlines, no like big headlines have came out about college football. Only about the Nick Saban stuff. Um, you know, Nick Saban's great. But thank you guys for listening, and I'm out.